Hello, and welcome to Are You in the Know, an educational podcast brought to you by the Racine Unified School District in Racine, Wisconsin. Welcome to our second episode. Today, we're talking all about middle school math. My name is Dan Konopasik, and I am your host. And today, we have in studio, Joanna Borchard and Amy Bloom. Welcome, ladies. Thank you for having us. Hi. Joanna, I'm going to start off with you. Tell our audience, who are you? What do you do here in RUSD? Just give us a little bit of a background. Thanks for having me. Um, My name is Joanna Borchert. I am the Assistant Director of Curriculum and Instruction in RUSD. I oversee K-12 math. I've been in the district since 2006 as a teacher and instructional coach and now in this role. I'm going to pass the mic over to Amy Bloom. Hi, thanks for having us. Uh, yeah, so my name is Amy Bloom. I am currently the math content specialist for the district. Um, basically what that means is I support K-12 math instruction across the district. I am in classrooms supporting teachers, helping kids. Um, prior to that, I was an instructional coach and a math teacher for many, many years. Awesome. Now, I'm just going to be honest with you. Math, not at my alley at all. Not in my wheelhouse. Former middle school language arts teacher. However... Joanna, I know a little bit about what we're talking about today because you kind of gave me a little bit of a heads up a couple months ago when I was going through a master's program that we've got some big things going on with middle school math. We do. What do we have going on? What's taking place and why? Fill us in. Um, Well, currently our, our biggest point of excitement is we're changing our model from a model of advanced math in middle school to accelerated math in middle school. So in our shift from a a model of advancing or kind of grade skipping um, and shifting that to a model of acceleration where students are given an opportunity to move faster but still make sure that they're meeting and mastering the standards at grade level. So Help me out here for a second, Amy. Like if I think about the way, like in our last episode, our first episode, we talked about the signs of reading and I talked a little bit about how I learned how to read or or what that looked like. I've got to imagine the same thing is true in the world of math. So when I was in math class many years ago, how is that different than what our students are doing now? Sure. Yeah. Um, Prior to when we adopted the Common Core State Standards for Math, there was a lot of repetition in math content for the middle school grades. In fact, only about 30% of the material was new content for each of those grade levels. That's crazy. Um, Before Common Core State Standards, um, it was best practice to advance students to the next grade level when we noticed that they um, showed signs of being gifted in math. Um, But now that we've adopted these Common Core State Standards and the new Wisconsin Standards for Math, the standards have really been realigned and designed to build from grade level to grade level into the next one, Um, meaning that those foundational skills that they need to lead them to be ready for Algebra 1 are now really taught in those math courses in the middle school. So we really don't want kids to skip over a grade level or those foundational skills because then they're missing those pieces. Um, traditionally, students would skip sixth grade math, so now they're missing any of the foundational pieces that would be taught during sixth grade math if we were just advancing them. This is why we're really moving to that accelerated pathway as opposed to the advancement. And before we started talking, I think, Joanna, you had mentioned that there it, it shows that that grade skipping and missing what you just said, Amy, those foundational skills doesn't really help kids a little bit later on like weren't you saying something statistically speaking that it was not the best decision yeah there's some current research out there that suggests that when we advance students or grades skip them subject skip them 
um, in, in mass, like that's going to meet the needs of some of our gifted and advanced students, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but when we do that, it's actually far less likely that students are successful in math once they get into high school and upper level math in high school. So we might not see the effects of that advancement or grade skipping right away because students are proficient. They, they are, you know, need of that extra push. But we do see the effect of that as they get into upper level math classes when, when those foundational skills aren't necessarily there. So then... What do we do with gifted and advanced students? I mean, they're just flying through math. What happens for them? That's a great question. So when we talk about um, changing our math model, we're doing that for um, all of our middle school students, but with the acknowledgement that we do have students who are identified formally as gifted and advanced in math. Um, part of that process is when a student is identified as gifted in advance, students continue to be placed according to their differentiated, differentiated education plan. Um, that could include differentiated activities within that grade level curriculum, so extension activities or supplemental activities or um, different skills or programs that they might use within that grade level classroom. That could also mean for that unique student's needs that a subject area acceleration or grade level acceleration might be appropriate for that individual. And that's still possible, um, but through our gifted and advanced um, processes that we really have to tailor that plan to that individual student. So if there was a student that one would think probably in the gifted and advanced like has that potential, they would go through a whole other process instead of just saying, hey, I'm really great. Skip sixth grade math and move on to something else. Correct. Gotcha. So let me give you a hypothetical situation. So you got little Danny Conopasic. I mean, I wasn't that little, but let's say you got little Danny Conopasic coming into sixth grade with his backpack and his lunchbox, and he is not skilled in math. It's not his gift. What would that look like for little Danny Conopasic through middle school in RUSD with math? So it's really exciting to have uh, McGraw-Hill Reveal on board um, because all students, all sixth graders, um, would be entering in at sixth grade math. Um, that means they're going to engage in all of the, the work and the curriculum and the materials that are going to get them up to par with sixth grade math learning and skills. Um, embedded in that, if we have students that need an extension, that's also available. Um, and if we have students like Danny Conopasic maybe, um, that need a little bit of remediation or extra support with um, foundational skills even coming into sixth grade, those are available as well. Um, our sixth grade teachers are fantastic about receiving students from wherever they come from across the district and, and whatever strengths in math or um, some skill deficits, meeting them where they're at and making sure to build up to that on grade level, sixth grade, just core, strong mathematics. After that, seventh grade is kind of where that, that fork in the road split, okay. right? Um, so most students would enter seventh grade math, which would be seventh grade content, seventh grade skills and standards. Um, again, diving deeply into really what said the core of seventh grade math is. Um, some students, whether they're identified as gifted or advanced, may show at that point some relative strengths in problem solving, in mathematical discourse, um, or conversation, those problem solving type skills. Um, and they may be ready to move through math at a faster rate 
than potentially some of their peers who need that extra time to really dive into seventh grade core math. So those students with those multiple factors may be ready for seventh grade accelerated, which is going to take both seventh and eighth grade standards um, and, and move students faster through both seventh and eighth grade standards, expectations, learnings. Um, in preparation for taking algebra in eighth grade rather than in ninth grade. Okay, so now this is just for my clarification. So there would be an accelerated seventh grade course, and then there would be a non-accelerated seventh grade course? Okay. Interesting. Yeah, so the traditional pathway of sixth grade math, seventh grade math, eighth grade math will still be around, and that'll cover those grade level standards at the rigorous Mm -hmm. levels that we're expecting. However, for those students that are gifted even beyond that, they'll be sixth grade, and then they can move into seventh grade accelerated, and then as an eighth grader, take algebra one. What would be, I guess, the determining factors at the end of sixth grade, moving into seventh grade to decide, okay, this student will be an accelerated or not an accelerated. So there's going to be some more specifics as a, as a mm-hmm. follow-up that we'll um, put out across the district. But some of the things that we look for are, you know, students that are passionate about math, mm-hmm. about problem solving, kids that approach that learning and approach that uh, math and problem solving in, in different ways and really understand that there are multiple right ways to solve a mathematical problem. Um, that they can they can fall back on a lot of different strategies. They can explain their thinking. Um, we're looking for students who consistently test at or above where we would expect to see in, in sixth grade math. Um, I think it's interesting to mention that being passionate about this subject is pretty important. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know, is it a great idea if there's a student who's not so passionate about math to go into an accelerated math class? Right. I mean... That might not be the best bet. I don't know. (laughs) And and there's definitely a balance, right? So then I would have to imagine, Amy, that there would have to be with this shift of mindset that there also probably be a shift with materials as well. So we've got some new stuff coming. Oh, for sure. We're so excited. We recently adopted McGraw-Hill Reveal Math for for sixth grade through Algebra 2 in the high school. Um, And their program really supports this acceleration model at the seventh grade level. Um, In fact, they have a specific course and like textbook that go with this process. Um, and this is really where it should fit. You know, we, we want our students to be ready for the challenges of this accelerated course. Um, it really gives students a year at that middle school level to acclimate to the new environment um, and to be r- really ready before being identified as ready for accelerated math. Um, With our new curriculum adoption, we're really increasing the rigor of middle school math, um, math, you know, in general as well. So when you say rigor, we're not necessarily saying harder stuff. We're kind of saying more complex stuff. Is that a way to describe it or put it in better terms than what I'm saying? More in-depth. So rather than um, skipping a student over a particular grade level in math, um, making sure that they are learning everything that they need to learn for that particular grade level, mastering those standards and making sure they do that with depth. We're also going to see that that students are expected to really dive deeply into the on-grade level curriculum so that they can build those foundational skills. Um, And we want to see students do very well in those on-grade level um, math concepts, skills, standards, and such. Um, that it's not necessarily right for or the right fit for every student to enter that seventh grade accelerated class because it's intense. 
Um, their students at that point would be taking on both 7th and 8th grade standards to best prepare themselves for Algebra 1 and success in Algebra 1. And that's not the right fit for all students. We really want students and families to take pause and to make sure that um, when the, the fork in the road comes, that they're taking into consideration all of those pieces, all of those data points, all of the, the readiness factors. Well, thank you so much, Joanna. Thank you so much, Amy. So happy to have you on the podcast. And sounds like we got some exciting stuff coming in the future. And audience, thanks for listening. Please continue to listen to Are You in the Know? You can search for us at rusd.org. Of course, we are on all the famous and fancy podcast platforms. And we can't wait for you to listen to us again soon.